Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. <laughs> yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Do. Hey, everybody, Monkey down here in the Southeast US. Uh, temperatures are good here. Nice day today, actually. So I hope everybody else is nice and high and got something nice to smoke. Nice. And we also have Marge. What's up, Marge? I'm doing great. I'm on time as always, uh, coming at you from <laughs> Central Canada and host of Bite Me, the show about edibles. Uh, no bubble hug this week. He won't be here for the next couple of weeks, but he might be able to join us for one of those. But he's, he plans to be away for a few weeks because he's uh, doing some stuff with work. Hey, he, he we all have lives, soon. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's got to go make that paper. Uh, he's off yeah, doing we that. all need it. We all have to have that sometimes. Indeed. Mar- Margie's back from a holiday. Well, he had a, a long weekend last weekend, just chilling. What, what was you up to? Uh, well, a bunch of stuff, just sort of like day tripping. And my daughter's birthday nice. was on the Monday and going to the beach and all kinds of fun stuff. It was actually Sweet. hot. Like I was at the family. We did the family vacation a couple of weeks before that. And uh, it was like track pants and hoodies the whole week. I don't. <laughs> Finally, we got hot weather on the last mm-hmm. long weekend of the summer. So, yeah, yeah, that that's what we've had here in the UK as well. It's like it rained for about six weeks, and then for the last week or so, it's been boiling. It's been yeah. nice, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they have beaches in Canada. <laughs> I was kind of wondering that are they sand beaches or stone beaches? What are we looking at? Uh, it depends. I mean, the beach we were at last weekend, it, there wasn't much of a, the beach itself wasn't very, it's not very big, right? but it was shallow and very sandy on the bottom, like really far out. Mm-hmm. You can watch, so it's a pretty popular beach for families and stuff like that, because it's yeah. shallow for so far, but yeah, yeah. I mean, shallow when it's hot, Canadians will swim in almost anything, so. <laughs> well, the shallow water and the warm temperatures probably made the water feel pretty good, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. 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 Yeah, man. So this week we've got an interesting news article to look at. It's not necessarily a news article, but last week we reported on uh, the the whole petition thing in the UK. People signing the petition to get medical users to be able to grow their own cannabis. But there's been a follow up to that, which we're going to cover in the news, plus other news stories, of course. We have five news stories altogether. But there's that one specific interesting one, which I think we'll get to that first because it's a little long. It's an interesting one. Good to see you all. I hope you're all smoking on something nice. What are we smoking on? This week, are you smoking this week, Marge? Or have you just eating loads of edibles pre-show? <laughs> I got some edibles, but I have a little amnesia haze here. Cool. Yeah. Nice. You're sm- smoking that in a joint. Oh no! I usually use. I have a pack, so I use that a lot. Oh, cool. Pack cool. Yeah, you. I don't really do joints anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As an as a non-smoker, I used to smoke cigarettes for a long time. So yeah, it's kind of a yeah. So you don't want to smoke again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another yeah. Thing. Yeah. And I can use my packs indoors, whereas I wouldn't smoke a joint indoors. So there's also that, especially mm-hmm. in the wintertime. Mm-mm. Yeah, man, yeah. vapes are good. Vapes are good. And we're giving one of those away. A, a, a good vape, man. Over it is on, a good uh, vape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What have you got, Monkey? What are you smoking on today? Well, it's really weird because, yes, I also uh, dosed pretty good this morning on edibles. And I have, of all things, amnesia in my vape right now. So No way, you like twins? 
Could what? be. We're weed twins today. Whoa. <laughs> Same Z's. There you go. <laughs> Let's see who can get higher first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I got some some stuff called Sugar Kush. I think it was cool. It's nice. It's decent. Good, good, good weed. But yeah, that's about it for the intro. Are we ready to move on? You see, look how professional we are. March is around. No messing around. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I don't know if she keeps us that that straight in the lines, you know. But yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of stuff to talk about, though. I mean, it's going to be an interesting news section. I think this uh this one news article is going to be interesting. Uh, they're all interesting, you know. Not to say that one is more less interesting than the other, <laughs> but this one it's a. Uh, You'll see. Let's do it. Should we go to the news so I can explain this article? But I yes, think we're already. I, th- I think we should. Yeah. Hit the button and go, Mackie. We're halfway <laughs> there, it. man. That's it. It's going. It's going. Well, we're actually going to do that story last. You know? Such a fancy <laughs> screen. Oh, you oh, after all that. <laughs> no, we won't. No, no. We'll, we'll do it now. There's another story which relates to it that we can leave until the end for retention. Yes. But let me get this. Uh, let me get this story up because this is quite a read as well. So this might take you a couple of minutes. But I'm not going to uh, jump in. You know how I inter- interject sometimes and be like, "These motherfuckers." I'm going to try and not do that. Okay. I'm just going to try and read from start to finish without any interruptions and then uh, and then we'll discuss it at the end but it's fucking it's, it's one of those reads. like us to not interrupt as you read no, you guys can interrupt i'm gonna try oh. and not be you know how we just go off while i'm reading and people are like is he still reading or is that right off the cuff you know so i'll, I'll just try and read through it i don't want to interrupt too much <laughs> <laughs> good luck I don't, I don't want to interrupt myself too much okay let's here we go here we go yeah, so last week we reported briefly about a petition that's here in the UK that people are signing to try and encourage the government to debate home growth for medical cannabis users. And one of our listeners, he filled in the questionnaire and he got a reply from the, the government. And it, it did have his name and stuff, but I've changed the name to protect people's identities because we're professionals. And it says, dear high and homegrown listener, wink face. That's not what they wrote. See, I'm already interjecting. This is what I mean. I'm going to try not to do that. Okay. Uh, the government has responded to the petition you signed. Uh, introduce grow your own laws from legal medical cannabis patients. Government responded. Cannabis cannot be cultivated except under home office license. The home office does not grant licenses to grow cannabis for personal consumption, and there are no plans to introduce this. The government sympathizes with patients suffering from distressing conditions and can understand the desire to seek the best possible treatment available. In line with the advice of our experts, cannabis-based products for medical medicinal use were rescheduled to Schedule 2 under the Misuse of Drugs Regulations 2001. The 2001 regulations on November the 1st, 2018. If the CBPM product is unlicensed, that's a cannabis-based products for medical use. That's what that CBPM is. A product is unlicensed, i.e. without a marketing authorization granted in accordance with the medicines legislation applicable in the UK and is being ordered otherwise than for a clinical trial, the decision to order slash prescribe their medicine can only be made by a doctor on the specialist register of the General Medical Council. See how it goes off a little bit legal easy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
but it's it's I hate this kind of reading. Uh, sure, the law is to... uh, sorry, Mark. I said they're trying to scare you. They're, they're using fancy words that you won't understand, mm-hmm. or, and so you'll mm-hmm. stop reading this thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's how they roll. Otherwise, they'll put it in nice, easy bullet points for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it says the law itself does not restrict which conditions CBPMs may be prescribed for, and there is no legal impediment to specialists, doctors prescribing CBPM where clinically appropriate and in the best interest of the patients. It is more important to remember that only products meeting the definition of a CBPM in accordance with the medicines legislation were rescheduled. The legislation continues to prohibit smoking of cannabis by banning the administration of CBPMs by smoking. Uh, this is when you get your uh, prescription. You're told to vape it and not smoke it, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the products not meeting this definition other than cannabis-based medicines that have received marketing authorization and have been separately scheduled remain a Schedule 1 drug under the 2001 regulations. Schedule 1 drugs cannot ordinarily be possessed or supplied under, except under home office license. Cannabis cannot be cultivated under a home office license and the home office does not grant licenses to grow cannabis for personal consumption. It should be recognized that expert advice does not support the substitute of street cannabis for CBPMs. In July 2018, the then government's chief medical advisor, Professor Dame Sally Davis, considered the available evidence of the therapeutic and medical benefits of cannabis-based products in Cannabis Scheduling Review Part 1, Therapeutic and Medicinal Benefits of Cannabis-Based Products, a review of recent evidence. That's uh, the, the book. And he says it concluded, and this is where it quotes from the book. See how long this shit is? Uh, cannabis <laughs> may have active chemicals, and only cannabis or derivatives produced for medicinal use can be assumed that the correct concentrations and ratios. So, you know, that is one of the best arguments they have is you can't get the dosage right when it comes to cannabis medicines, but that's the only one they have, in my opinion. Uh, using other forms such as grown or street cannabis as medicine for therapeutic benefit is potentially dangerous. The evidence that cannabis and some of its derivatives can be addictive or harmful has been known for some time and is not disputed by recent science. So I believe the reasons it is a control drug in the UK stand. Not long left now, everybody. Uh, The review covers only medical cannabis and cannabis-based medicine products designed specifically for medicinal use. Grown cannabis has over 100 active drugs, which can have a wide variety of concentrations and ratios, creating a different and often severe side effects. Most important are two drugs, tetrahydrocannabinol, usually shorted to THC, and cannabidiol. Uh, cannabidiol how do you say that word properly that's right cannabidiol Cannabidiol. thc has the great majority of the effect including harmful effects on the brain cannabidiol to some extent counteracts this because different forms of grown cannabis have different concentrations and ratios of these drugs grown or street cannabis cannot safely be submitted for medical cannabis the law changes of the CBPMs did not relate to the funding of these products by the NHS, which is governed by a range of processes and procedures to ensure equitable distribution of funding. Wow. Prioritizing those medicines that have proven their safety, quality. <laughs> oh, gosh. Whatever, bro. Just saying. Uh, sorry. 
medicines that have proven their safety, quality, efficacy, and cost effectiveness. This is a matter led by the Department of Health, of Health and Social Care. Last paragraph now. Uh, the government mm. is taking an evidence-based approach to unlicensed cannabis-based medicines to ensure that they are proved safe and effective before they can be considered for a rollout on the NHS more widely. The latest National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, NICE, guidelines demonstrate a need for more evidence to support the routine prescribing and funding of uh, decisions for unlicensed cannabis-based products in the NHS. Until the evidence-based improves, until the evidence-based improves, clinicians will remain reticent to prescribe and no decision can be made by the NHS on routine funding. This is why we continue to encourage manufacturers of unlicensed products to conduct research to support the use of their products and seek regulatory approval. And we offer scientific and research advice from the Medicines and Healthcare Productions Regulatory Agency and the National Institute for Healthcare and Research. The barrier to access these products on the NHS is one of evidence, not government regulation. And the DHSC are working closely with regulatory research and NHS partners to establish clinical trials to test the safety and efficacy of these products. The Home Office. Wow. Wow. Okay. One big thing I hit in there was they're talking about how the there's no way to gauge the strength of, of the cannabis and therefore there's no way to properly dose the cannabis. But what they don't understand, and of course all cannabis users understand it, there's a, a extremely wide range of acceptability within your dose. You don't have to mm -hmm. be exactly at 52 milligrams. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, yeah. So, I mean, that's that to me is a stupid argument simply because they don't know what the product's all about. Mm -hmm. Even if you go heavy, if you quote unquote overdose on cannabis, you're not going to die. It's not going to kill you. You may have an uncomfortable night, but that's it. Mm -hmm. so I, don't, I don't like that argument at all. No, no. They're all bullshit arguments, man. No, none yeah. of it, uh, none of it really makes any sense. Propaganda like, says Billy. Sorry, Marge. So where are they getting their info from? <laughs> from from somebody they're paying to get the info, you know? right? Because <laughs> this happened I don't with. Think that uh, knows anything about weed, honestly? No, he no. just knows how to toe the line, and that's right. how you get jobs in government. Uh, because there was a what was it? What was his name? Professor David Nutt, who he did a study for the UK government to see if cannabis should be legalized, and he came back. He said yes, cannabis should be legalized, but he. It didn't have the answers the government wanted. That's not what they wanted to hear. So they fired him and got somebody else to say the opposite of what you feel. It's stupidness. Yeah. But acting like this stuff is is like the most dangerous thing in the world. In reality, mm -hmm. you know, if somebody does overdo it, either intentionally or accidentally, the worst case scenario is they're going to fall asleep. They're going to have a good mm -hmm. night's sleep. They'll wake up in the morning if they way overdid it. They may have a weed hangover, which we all know what that is. It's a little bit of an right. uncomfortable morning, but it's nothing like a like a drunk hangover. Oh God! Oh, God no. so mm -hmm. I don't understand really the the you know, and I keep saying it over and over and over. I don't understand the government's uh, opposition to this because you know they keep citing all these dangers, but they're not really dangers. You're not going to harm anybody with this stuff, mm. right? That's it. Pretending like they are interested in our health and shit, and this is just bullshit. They're, they're full of shit, man. They're interested in the bottom line and the money they can make. We haven't mm -hmm. found a way where we can benefit from this yet. So you just have to stay patient until we do. 
And then when we do, then we'll allow it. <laughs> We've said it too many times and we teach too many people to grow. It's too easy to grow your own. The government doesn't mm -hmm. like that because, yeah, now we can't have business, big businesses out there uh, making yeah. this stuff and selling. Especially with this fucking like uh, cashless society they want us to fucking have. You know, they get rid of cash and people just start being like, here's a couple of hash coins. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yep. The hash will become the currency. <laughs> They Everybody don't want that happening on their coins. That might not be so bad. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it? You know, you just smoke it and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I smoked shit. all my money. Exactly. <laughs> Man, I got to wait till payday. I'm broke. I smoked it all. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just think it's bullshit here in the UK. You know, they sent that letter out to this person who has filled in that petition. And, you know, last week I mentioned uh, my skepticism towards a petition because we've had these kind of things before man with hundreds of thousands of signatures on them and still nothing changes they'll just pretend like they're doing something you know a hundred thousand signatures on a petition says that parliament needs to discuss it that's all they need to do discuss it and their minds are already made up by the shit that's been put in their fucking pockets uh, mm -hmm. we can't fucking convince them with logic just a waste of time man don't sit around waiting for the government to legalize if you want to grow and partake in cannabis then fucking do so don't wait for these motherfuckers to let you do it because they're gonna be a long time yet i think yep damn, damn. follow the three rules and do it yourself because waiting for the just government ain't working and it ain't working mm -hmm. it's just stupidness it's frustrating it mm -hmm. but anyway march hasn't done a news article for a while you you want to <laughs> cover your news article here march i do I do. This one comes from Stratcan. Media continues to misreport issues of edibles, kids, and hospitalizations. Huh. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> now, this is from a Canadian context, but while the media continues to report on hospitalizations of young people in Canada due to ingesting cannabis edibles, a recent study shows that the source of these products is unclear and that many of these cases are due to products from the illicit, unregulated market. The study looked at 160 cases since September 2018 of serious and life-threatening events associated with non-medical cannabis use in Canadian children and youth, as reported by the Canadian Pediatric Surveillance Program. Of these 160 cases, almost two-thirds, or 101 out of 160 cases, indicated uh indicated ingestion of cannabis in edible form. So a lot of those are kids getting into mom and dad's edible stash. To mm -hmm. <laughs> Most of these cases, another or 104 out of 160 did not know the source of the product. While another 20% reported sourcing from the illicit market. 15% said they were, they involved products sources from the legal market, including legal stores, licensed producers, or legal homegrown cannabis. According to this, or adding to this, is the potential that many parents may not want to disclose that the products accidentally ingested by children came from an illicit source, and some consumers are often not aware that the products of the cannabis products they purchased are from the illicit market, or from the illicit market are in fact illegal. It is not uncommon to hear stories of consumers believing that the unre unregulated brick and mortar online site where they purchased cannabis products were in fact was in fact legal, generally due to a misunderstanding around cannabis laws and jurisdictional authority in Canada. While federal and provincial regulations are clear that only cannabis product or cannabis produced by a federally licensed producer is legal, 
misinformation about supposed gray areas in the law perpetuates this lack of clarity. That kind of makes sense. I've been to some like illicit or legacy market stores, if you will, in Toronto that mm-hmm. look pretty legit. So except for the fact that I can buy a big bag of edibles that I can never buy in a legal dispensary, but <laughs> <I'll go> on. <laughs> one recent example supporting this is a report out of Quebec in which a local physician noted that several children had been hospitalized after eating cannabis products from the black market, products packaged to look like regular candy products and advertised as having, in some cases, hundreds of milligrams of THC. A child who takes a candy with 600 milligrams of cannabis is taking a lethal dose. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that that's happened. I mean, kids will eat the whole pack. I don't care what it is. And no, I haven't heard of any kids dying. Yeah, no, I haven't either. We did report that one story a couple of years ago. Yeah, was that was a, the, a young that was a Delta who, Eight or Delta Nine hemp hemp gummies. Those, but were. maybe that's what this guy is uh, linking it to. It's possible, but they didn't even confirm that it was the cannabis that actually caused that dead death. Was, that was yeah, one of I'd the like to see. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see yeah. what, why he thinks he can use the word. Anyway, those, I'm yeah. s- sorry to interrupt, Marge, but I can't no, take no, that I kind know, of a statement without stopping right there and saying something this, about that. So this doctor is saying a child who takes a candy with 600 milligrams of cannabis is taking a lethal dose, warned pedi- pediatrician Claude Sear in an interview with Radio Canada. In Quebec, we decided to limit the rate of THC to the SQDC, that's a maximum of 10 milligrams uh, per con- of per for edibles, which is pretty much the way it is across Canada. Mm-hmm. The 10 milligram THC limit on ed- edibles is a federal limit. Furthermore, Quebec only carries a limited amount of edibles specifically geared not to appeal to young people, such as beef jerky and dehydrated vegetables, rather than traditional chocolates. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, ridiculous up here in Canada. But anyway... Furthermore, while the media and some researchers try to argue that the increasing number of children or of young people going to hospital because of cannabis edibles is due to legalization, they continue to ignore the sources of these products, as well as the growth of popular illicit edibles entering the market around the same time as edibles became legal. Illicit edibles are often packaged to mimic popular non-cannabis brands like Nerds, Oreos, Doritos, Skittles, and an array of other snack foods. These kinds of products are so common that in 2022, Mars Canada won a lawsuit against several illicit online cannabis retailers in Canada who have been selling products using logos and branding associated with Skittles. There are even examples of these products being sold to children in corner stores. Damn. Um, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, While edibles existed in the illicit market even before legalization, these copycat edibles only really began to proliferate in the Canadian market in the 2019-2020, just as legal edibles were beginning to hit the market. For those researchers and writers observing this issue from afar, being unaware of these types of nuances, it could be easy to jump to conclusions and correlate the increase of cannabis-induced hospital visits by young people with the presence of these products in the legal market but this clearly misses a significant part of the picture. And of course, when you're talking about cannabis, anything that, you know, gets people all riled up is going to get people to click on your article. So, you know, yeah. when they're misrepresenting mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, in a clickbait, my gosh, not really. <laughs> <Right. huh? laughs> yeah. 
In a previous opinion piece on this subject, I noted that there have been media reports in the past few years of hospital visits due to young people consuming cannabis. None of these publicly available reports appear to be due to legal issues of legal cannabis edibles based on a scan of, of available news articles. In December 2022, Health Canada released a warning regarding so-called copycat edibles that are increasingly being sold illegally across Canada and are often made to look like the aforementioned Skittles, Airheads, Jolly Ranchers, etc., and popular brands of chips like Doritos and such. Such products are generally of much higher potency than legal edibles, which are limited to 10 milligrams of THC per package and are not allowed to mimic known product packaging to or to appeal to kids. They've also become much more common in the past few years, showing up in illicit online stores. And again, they're saying sold in corner stores. Uh, for example, in 2021, a three-year-old was taken to the hospital in Ontario after consuming illegal edibles from a package listed as having 400 milligrams of THC. York Regional Police in Ontario last year also seized illegal cannabis products from a Markham convenience store that was selling them to underage teens. Probably not a good idea. So while there Mm -hmm. may be legitimate Mm -hmm. examples of legal cannabis edibles leading to young people being admitted to the hospital... The available evidence points to a much more nuanced picture, especially when it comes to the unregulated products, often with very high amounts of THC sold in packaging that can be easily confused with common candies and snacks. So, I mean, this article is just basically saying that if you want to demonize the, uh, you know, the increase of kids going to hospitals because of cannabis, then this is how they're, this is sort of the angle that they're taking. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're not buying 400 milligram skittles from any legal cannabis shop right but i mean we've said it over and over and we'll say it again adults lock up your weed you know yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. especially if you're buying something that looks like candy to a little kid like really there is a lot of responsibility for the parents here to be like Mm -hmm. keep it at your kid's hands it shouldn't be it shouldn't be easily accessible especially in those amounts like 10 milligrams per package is a very low amount as far as legal yeah. edibles go. 400, 600. Dang 400 and 600 is, are huge doses for a lot of people, not just kids. Yes. Mm. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't just leave that shit lying around. You got to keep it out of reach. So smarten up people. By all yeah, means, but... I mean, you can't really blame the cannabis. I mean, you got to, this is human behavior mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, when they're talking about like corner stores selling them to underage teenagers, I mean, that's just somebody who's not being very responsible. Yeah. Now, I also, you know, looking back on this a little bit, I want to go back and, and compare this a little bit with the alcohol scene in here, because, I mean, mm-hmm. we have things on the market like Mike's Hard Lemonade that would probably right. appeal to young kids. And, and maybe there is a spiked root beer out on the market, things such as this. You know, there are there right. are alcoholic beverages out there. But the packages don't look very adult and mm-hmm. could yes. very easily cross the road here. So I feel still feel like they're kind of picking on cannabis again. Yeah, you make a good point because a lot of those sort of a lot of those drinks, you barely taste the alcohol in them either, mm-hmm. which makes it far more consumable than if you're, you know, what kid is drinking a nice wine? <laughs> true, true. You know, I mean, if you get yeah. one of those alcoholic concoctions or whatever it is, if it tastes nice and sweet, even yeah. if it has that little bat bitter taste, they're probably going to ignore it because, man, this tastes sweet and good. It's supposed to taste good. You know, right. One of those things. But yeah, they, and they're not screaming about kids getting drunk on that. And 
I'll have to guess, in my opinion, I'll say it this way. In my opinion, kids drinking high amounts of alcohol would scare me way more than a kid over to, or getting a hold of edibles. I don't want either one to happen, though. But alcohol mm-hmm. can kill them. Cannabis will make them very uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And the whole thing about the lethal dose, I mean, I don't know if that's just the media, again, misreporting stuff, because that pediatrician should probably know that it's going to be not, I don't know what happens to a little kid once they've consumed 600 milligrams of THC, but I don't think they'll die. Let's just say that don't let it happen is the best way to put it. Yeah, that's right. There's no way, there's no reason anybody should be trying to, you know, be stuck in 600 milligrams. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Right. That's an awful lot. Unless you know you can handle it and you have to have it because of an illness or something. But I just can't see 600 milligrams as being a normal dose for too many people. It, I don't I don't think it is. My, per- I mean, you always have the bubble hawks of the world. That's what I was going to say. Well, <laughs> then, then there's bubble hawk, you know. Right. <laughs> and those people, though, they know sort of that that's their thing. And I would I don't know how often bubble hawk consumes edibles because I feel like at that rate, like a, when you when you have to have that much, it's almost like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. like mm. if you have to consume 600 milligrams to feel anything then you're probably better <laughs> off like with your diamonds and sauce and shatter and all the rest of that shit yeah that's a, that's a whole fucking lot to eat hey damn yeah they yum yeah yeah somebody in this chat is saying they puke and pass out which sounds pretty accurate i mean mm-hmm. it's be super unpleasant but yeah, everybody I've seen that have gone uh, too heavy on weed. First thing, yeah, if, if if they've gone really, really heavy and it hits them in, first thing they'll do is they'll, you know, get rid of everything in their stomach and then they'll sleep for, you know, three, two, three hours. Actually, it's funny. I was with somebody not that long ago, an adult who accidentally overconsumed edibles mm-hmm. a, couple, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it was just interesting because I haven't been around somebody who's like overconsumed in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite interesting because I don't have any weak friends. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, she just just act, like took. Oh, it was one of those like she took an edible and then she's a, she's a regular edibles user and then uh, didn't feel anything and then took another one. But this was hours later, and I don't know something about mm. like an edible just sort of kicked in, and I don't know if it all kicked in together or what happened because. <laughs> wasn't like an hour later like all these edibles ain't shit it was like two or like at least three hours later or something but she was not having a good time (laughs) (laughs) yeah crazy did you uh did you know what to do do you give them orange juice some kind of sugary drink to bring the blood sugar back up yeah yeah they were talking yeah she did have some like juice and stuff but that didn't really seem to help honestly i find most of the time when it comes to overdosing on edibles is uh time Mm -hmm. sadly like you can try like the citrus or you know chewing on the peppercorns and stuff like that but most of the time it's you just have to ride it out i think a lot of some of those things they might work some for some people but a lot of times it just but the uh, I think the hope that this is going to help somebody makes those people feel a little bit better. Okay, yeah, the peppercorn's working a little bit. I'm feeling mm-hmm. a little better. A little bit something of to cling, yeah. something to cling to there, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it was like, yeah, you just kind of had to sort of hang out and just remind her that even though her body was panicking, she was going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. So there well, we go. So, can we take a can we take a look now at another edible story maybe? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Why let's not? Take it, 
All right. Well, I've got something I'm looking at. And this one comes to us uh, from Pennsylvania, which is actually only a medical mm -hmm. cannabis state. Uh, and they're trying to get their medical market off, off to, uh, to a good start here. So uh, officials, it says no medical, uh, no, no marijuana edibles for now. Officials tasked with monitoring the state's medical marijuana program said this week, edibles don't belong in Pennsylvania's marketplace. Concerns about safety, efficacy, and legal enforcement gave members of the medical marijuana advisory program pause. Six abstained from voting on the recommendation all during its Wednesday meeting. Only two members supported the proposal, while two more rejected it. The vote came after a discussion about the growing popularity of something called troches, an ingestible form of THC that resembles a cough drop. Dispensaries market the product alongside tinctures, which are usually absorbed sub sublingually. Supporters say some patients dislike the respiratory and digestive effects that come from other forms of cannabis consumption, including vape cartridges, flowers, pills, and concentrates. Edibles offer a viable alternative. Predicts we just argue, go back however, there uh, when it says, which users, users absorb sublingually. Yes. Does that mean that you, you only absorb it when you're not talking? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. When you're talking under your, under your voice, you know, sublingually. Oh, okay. <laughs> under your breath. Sublingually. Okay. I get it now. It makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Sorry. Yeah, actually, you do know what that means. And I'll go ahead, because you said that, we'll go ahead and explain it to everybody else. It means putting it under your tongue. Just that's all it is. Anyway, critics argue, however, that traditional edibles offered in the States come with a higher risk of poisoning, particularly in children, because of the deceptive packaging and underestimated potency. Recommendations, if approved by the board, head to the legislature for consideration. Pending bills in the Senate would bring edibles to the market with added regulations on testing and packaging. Other proposals would eliminate the state's list of qualifying conditions, no longer requiring renewal of access cards and allow growers to, to process their own edibles directly for patients. So basically what, what this people are trying to say is that they don't, medical, they don't think that edibles belong in Pennsylvania's medical cannabis market. I think that's ridiculous. I hate to put, mm. me be blunt about it like that. There are just some patients that aren't going to take it any other way. Yeah, I totally agree. I think just based on the fact that so many people are curious about edibles and that's their entry point into the cannabis world, yeah. generally speaking, because they don't want to vape and they mm -hmm. don't want to smoke and they don't, you know, like... Yeah, this is like, okay, I do this every day anyway. I eat things all the time, right. so this is easy. And I don't have to right. learn how to suck on a vape pen, or I don't have to learn how to light a joint and smoke that. All I have to do is, is swallow this, and I'm done. So, yeah, well, it's a, use, a perfect in, entrance point. You know, if you use the, the recipes on Bite Me, the show about edibles, then they're also going to taste really fucking good. That's right. You know That's, That's right. right. And it, it's also interesting, too, because based on like the article that I was just talking about where they're like, oh, you know, it could lead to more poisonings and all this stuff. But basically what that article was saying is that it's that's more happening with products coming from the illicit market. So why not introduce them into your, your medical program or your legal mm. program so that they're, you know, titrated at a, a correct dose and there's childproof packaging and they're not trying to mimic, you know, Skittles and stuff so that they're safer. As it's well? just what, what goes on here, you know, it's like somebody gets pulled over uh, by the police in uh, Pennsylvania and they are legal medical cannabis uh, smokers or, you know, users get pulled over by the old bill. And he's like, uh, have you been smoking some cannabis? The car stinks of weed a bit here. And they're like, oh, no, they only had some edibles. It's like, freeze, get out of the car, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, it's, it's okay to be smoking, but you can't, you know, because that's how you're assuming if they're not going to allow edibles, they, they just expect everybody to smoke or vape, right? That apparently, with, that's what they're thinking here is, you know, that for some reason they, they think that cannabis edibles are going to be unnecessary. I just don't get that. You know, wow. personally, I mean, um, one of the conditions that I medicate for with cannabis is sciatica. It's just one of those things that, hey, there's a lot of us out there that have this. And uh, I have to say that smoking or vaping doesn't control it nearly as well as edibles. It's just one of the things that that delivery system delivers me the dose and mm -hmm. gives me the relief that I need. Take that away from me and I'm not going to get the same relief. So this is obviously to me, the fact that most of the board decided not to vote means that, that the, you basically don't have the right people on this board. They don't understand the issues and they're mm -hmm. afraid to make a decision one way or the other. You know, they've only had four people vote and they had more people not vote than vote. Okay, wow. this is an issue. That means that if I was Pennsylvania, you need new people on this board. You need people that actually know what they're talking about here. Some people that can actually make a good decision. I hate to say it, but you've got the wrong people hired. I feel like that happens a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Political appointees. Oh, we right? need somebody to, to to talk about this marijuana policies. You need a job. I'll let you go on there. They're not looking for experts. They're not looking for experience. They're just looking to give a friend a job half the time. Right. Gosh, I hate that's that's the United States. That's the way politics works here. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you probably have enough expertise in legal states that you could get a consultant to come over and actually give you real good information. But hey, man, you could give your friend. Your buddy, you know, 100 k just to sit around for a couple months and and listen to this bull and don't even have to do anything. So, welcome to welcome to the states and the politics. I hate it. Nice. So you have one more. Do you want to do yours now, Monkey? You want to... Sure. This is a positive story. So yeah, maybe we'll move into a good ending here, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's have a All happy right. ending. So this story actually, uh, <laughs> the story was was from, uh, I think it came in Friday, so it's already happened. But anyway, Illinois concert this weekend will be state's first to allow on-site marijuana consumption. Imagine that, a music festival where you can actually smoke in public and not be, not be uh, bothered by it. You know, music fans heading to Muddlin, Illinois this weekend will make history as part of the state's first ever concert that will allow open cannabis consumption. Headliners fittingly include the, the cannabis-friendly artists Cypress Hill, Stephen Marley, and Action Bronson. Kicking off Saturday afternoon, which was yesterday, the two-day Miracle in Middle End Festival will feature complimentary rolling papers, lighters, and grinders, as well as dab bars and rolling stations for use by attendees. Damn. Cannabis products themselves will be available for sale through a retailer located next door. Consuming cannabis will be allowed anywhere inside the 21 plus event while using uh, cannabis outside the perimeter of the fence is strictly forbidden. Organi organizers say it's an opportunity for the cannabis crowd to lead by example. Let's show everyone what a responsible and respectful community we are by adhering to these rules and regulations, the website says. The, uh, the otherwise laid back affair will impose a few other rules, including uh, according to its FAQ page, including require attendees to follow possession limits that apply to non-residents of the state, meaning you can only come with 15 grams of flour, 250 milligrams of infused edibles, and 1.25 grams of concentrate. Now, if you can't get loaded on that, 
you got to Yeah, that's that's doing all right. <laughs> this <laughs> is only for one show. Yeah, this is all yeah. right. Good. Yeah. Just leave the rest in the car, isn't it? You just go back when you need more than 15 grand. Like, right. oh, I'm going to so go collect come, the next one. <laughs> here comes the bad news with a little with a little caveat. All products must be purchased from a licensed Illinois retailer in their original packaging, although the package does not need to be sealed. But that's not so bad then. Well, you gotta have you have to have bought a package at one time or another, or at least gotten mm -hmm. a package from somebody mm -hmm. so you can stick your weed in there. That's what it means. That's all. I've got a golden tiki. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it, it would be bad if it, if they said it had to be sealed in the original package and all that stuff, because that means you had to go buy it. But right. yeah, this, this gives home growers a little bit of an out. Small smoking devices, including pieces made of glass, metal, wood, or ceramic, may be brought into the event as long as they are no longer than six inches in length. Vape pens are also allowed as long as they comply with the state's 2.5 gram concentrate limit. The show runs Saturday and Sunday from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Tickets for the event are still available, although organizers say month, said Monday that they were close to selling out. Illinois legalized cannabis through the state's legislature in 2019, and the first legal sales kicked off a year later. Governor J.B. Pricker, Pritzker, yeah. Pritzker. Who supported legalization noted recently that a third of the state's cannabis sales were out of state's residents coming to Illinois and spending money at dispensaries. While Pritzker acknowledged that states comparatively high prices for cannabis products, some estimate they put 89% more taxes on it, cost more 89% more than other average US legal states. He emphasized that the sector is ne nevertheless on the rise. We have a growing industry, as you know, the governor says. It is one that I initiated in 2019 and has brought in almost 450 million to the state and local governments. Not bad. According to the like report, what's that? Oh, sorry, I interrupted, but I like this guy's attitude. Yeah, well, he's, he's doing two things. He's, he's letting them have some fun and he's also politicking off, off the fun. So that's a good idea, right. actually. Yeah. Let them have some fun and yeah, vote for me next time you're out there, you know? <laughs> According to the report, Pitzker cited Illinois is the third largest cannabis market in the U.S. behind Michigan and California. Products in the state are taxed at 20% of the purchase price, with the rate increasing based upon the product's potency. Local jurisdictions can also add an additional 3% tax, which can bring in a total of taxes to over 40%. Now, that's, that's a problem for me. If you're taxing cannabis at over 40%, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this that's, is that's high. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois cannabis retailers sold 149 million in cannabis products in July, the second strongest month yeah. since the adult use market opened in 2020. Medical cannabis sales are reported separate by a different Illinois state agency. According to the recent fiscal analysis, a good chunk of the visitors' cannabis dollars likely come from Wisconsin, which officially became the island of prohibition in the region. Uh, this region after the after the, this week, after Minnesota's legalization went into effect. Uh, on, the only month that Illinois saw higher sales since opening its market was December 2022, when it was $143,899,826 worth of cannabis was sold. For all of 2022, the state's cannabis sales reached a record high of more than $1.5 So 143 for one month. That's yeah, that's the month they opened up. They sold 143 Damn. million in cannabis in the month they opened. And then wow. just recently almost sold that again. So yeah, they're doing pretty good. I'll, I'll say. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
Brisker has also taken steps to further support of the state's cannabis industry, including by signaling a budget bill in June that includes provisions for allowed licensing cannabis businesses to take a state tax deduction as they are currently prohibited from utilizing that federal level due to internal revenue ser or service codes known as 280E. So he's going to give the, the cannabis producers a state tax break. I like him. The, the governor said in February that the state's cannabis legalization laws has created more than 20,000 jobs since launching in 2020. Pritzker also signed a bill this summer to make it easier for people to re-enter society after being released from incarceration. He said the measure is intended to help people affected by the war on drugs. So they're allowing them to have weed at certain concerts now. And it looks like Illinois is trying to push this a little bit further. I'm encouraged by hearing this. And I'm sure we're going to have some people in the chat tell us that Illinois is not all that, but, you know. And that was also just a little misread. That's 30,000 jobs. Oh, what did it say? You said 20. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 30,000 okay. is still more than 20,000. So you was correct. <laughs> so it didn't, I didn't feel it's just, uh, it's a lot of jobs that it's created. <laughs> yeah, it man. Is. and a shitload of money. Imagine the boost of the economy. Yeah. Where every, everywhere else, the economy is failing. You know, right. people, there's less jobs for people, the people are getting paid less money. And then in states like this that have legalized properly, there's so many jobs, there's so much money flowing into the system. Yeah, and what's going to happen? I mean, like if Wisconsin, for easy example right now, Wisconsin is now an island unto itself. So all these other states that opened early and got the, got the out-of-state dollars, which is federally you know, right. not technically supposed to happen. But anyway, yeah, all these other states that people, you know, pulled in dollars from out-of-state, now these other states, when they legalize, they're not going to have that. So right. you miss out like a little bit. You're, you're a late adopter. They're like, we just made, uh, created $1.5 billion in revenue and 30,000 jobs. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and, and, and you did it on with uh, something that the bulk of the population of Illinois was in favor of, and that is legalizing cannabis. Right. So it's, it's a win, 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 win. You know, everybody's there. So I love it. But yeah, I would have loved, you know, when I when I told the wife about this, when I read when I got the article, she says, when is it we're going? I said, well, sorry, it's tomorrow. There's <laughs> 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 still so time. Up like, let's go. <laughs> Mackie has met Mrs. Monkey. And yeah, she's she's always up for a good party, you know. Mm -hmm. So when did this yeah. concert? Is it happening like now? Oh, it happened. It happened yesterday. It was Saturday. Oh, Oh man! But it's Saturday and Sunday, wasn't it? Wasn't it a two day? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thing? Kicking off Saturday afternoon, two day miracle in Mundelein festivals. It was two days, hmm. so it just ended today. But Damn. yeah, hope everybody smoked a lot of good weed and had a real good time. I know the bands were were excellent there. Actually, perfect mm -hmm. yeah, for a, a cannabis. Doctor Green uh, thumb drops on and hits up the bong. You know, <laughs> you get the bong sound kicking. Imagine how smoky it got when those tunes were on. She. Uh, well, I was thinking, yeah, they, they couldn't bring in the Mondo bongs and the Mondo rigs like that, you know, the foggers and stuff, because that, everything had to be mm -hmm. under six inches long. I'm thinking, like, I wonder if somebody figured out how to modularize one of these things. Everybody brings in a piece that's only six inches long, and then you put it together when you get inside. You know, think about that, a modular bong that you could snap together. Yeah, Right. <laughs> Just me and about 10 other friends, you know, that now we've got the concert bong in. <laughs> that's how I think, you know, that's stories I could tell you back in the day. Yeah. Yep. We've lost Jimmy. He didn't make it in. Oh man, we lost the ball. Jimmy had the ball. What are we going to do? Anybody got an apple? 
We'll make it work. So we have one more, I think just one more here from the UK, where we, uh, this is from MJ Biz Daily. I'm not sure if it's written by Matt Lammers. Uh, it's a possibility. So he writes over there. But uh, it's, well, I'll read it so you can know what it's all about. It says, the United Kingdom's Home Affairs Committee is recommending to the government to widen access to unlicensed cannabis-based products for medical use via the National Health Service before the end of the current parliament. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, everybody. The current parliament don't give a fuck. Uh, the National Health Service in England's publicly funded, is pu England's publicly funded healthcare system. The government has two months to respond to the committee's recommendations. There are currently no licensed cannabis-based products for medicine, uh, for medicinal use. This is this CBPM's word again in the UK. And though unlicensed CBPMs may be prescribed, none have received marketing authorization. Epidiolex, the trade name for Europe for Epidiolex, Nalibone, Nalbilone, Nabilone, I don't know, there's uh, one of these other types of cannabis medicine. Uh, Nabilone and Sativex are considered licensed cannabis-based medicines, but not CBPMs. We are yeah. concerned that there is currently a lack of access on the NHS for patients with a genuine medical need. Access continues to be a problem, the committee's report noted. Earlier this year, the UK disclosed that fewer than five patients received unlicensed cannabis-based medicines from England's publicly funded healthcare system. However, 89,239 unlicensed medical cannabis items were prescribed to patients through the private sector, meaning patients pay out of pocket between November 2018 and July 2022. And this is it with the, the medical thing in the UK. Now, as I've said before, we have the NHS here in England, so people don't pay a stupid amount of money for their medicines unless it's cannabis. Cannabis is the exception. In 2018, the UK rescheduled cannabis from Schedule 1 to Schedule 2, a move that allows specialist clinics to prescribe medical cannabis. The specialists can work in the NHS or privately. In its report, the Home Office Affairs Committee said it supports cannabis-based products for medical use, uh, where there is an evidence base that it can be an effective form of treatment for managing conditions or symptoms. The committee acknowledged evidence of the potential therapeutic value of medical cannabis in treating chronic pain. The committee's report recommended that the government support researchers to conduct randomized control trials into the effectiveness of CBPMs to treat chronic pain. If the evidence base supports this and it is deemed to be cost effective, we will recommend that the government enables the use of CBPMs for the, this purpose and works with clinicians to ensure that it is a treatment option in appropriate cases. So, oh, there's, there's a little more. The committee noted it's concerned about recreational cannabis. We are concerned by the harms that cannabis for non-medical users may pose, particularly in relation to young people, the committee said in the report. We do not believe that cannabis should be legalized and regulated for non-medical use. Separately, the same report, the committee welcomed the UK's government's committee to reducing barriers to research in psychedelic drugs. However, the committee recommended the UK government urgently moves psychedelic drugs to Schedule 2 in order to facilitate research on the medical or therapeutic values of these drugs. So, and the link to the full report is 
is in the article over on MJB's Daily. So if you want to read more into that, then go and have a look. But uh, interesting shit, man. It, it's uh, it's maybe progress, you know? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Sure. I don't like their um, their re reasoning on, on the recreational side. It yeah, may yeah. pose a risk to young mm -hmm. children, so we're not going to legalize it. When we've seen say, studies recently again, as well that, that say the opposite, that after all of the evidence that's been gathered up, it doesn't seem mm -hmm. as if cannabis does cause psychosis. We've seen a lot of that, but I've seen I've seen articles go both ways lately, and it seems to be the strategy. If if you if your side is behind, just dig out some information and make it sound like facts, and there you go, throw it out. I don't really know which one bullet who to believe these days. And that well, that, not the government, respect. not the government, never the government. But I mean, <laughs> again, here we are talking about material that might might pose dangers to our youth. Yet we have tobacco and alcohol out there, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, so man. ridiculous. People are smoking weed whether the government says you should or not. So why don't you just step mm -hmm. aside? That's it. Yeah. It's like, do they really think they're stopping anything? <laughs> no. Know? And not any any more than you're stopping young people from going out and getting wasted on the weekend on their parents' alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's they didn't lock it up properly. It's ridiculous. It's, it is ridiculous. You know, time for change, man. But whether that's going to happen in the UK uh, is yet to be seen. Hopefully well, we in your lifetime, Mackie. Sorry? I said hopefully in your lifetime. Oh, we'll see. But it doesn't really <laughs> matter either way. You know, uh, I'll continue I... to just do exactly what I do now. So fuck them. Fuck them. I've given up hope. There is no hope. Okay. This government's fucking fast, man. I don't see any future government anywhere in the near future anyway, legalizing cannabis. Are there Hopefully any... I'm wrong. Are there any parties that... Uh currently operating in the uk that are have at least a softer look at cannabis or are they all pretty hard line against it yeah not really man i mean the two main ones the conservatives and labor party both of them have got no intentions of legalizing huh. and, and they're the two main ones that are going to win. right, right. And then you've got the greens and the liberal democrats who maybe i don't know what their stance is but still that, that wouldn't be enough to do anything they're only mm -hmm. going to legalize when it's good for them. That's the way it goes here in the UK. You know, why change anything when they're making a shitload through these private clinics now? And if they legalize it and open up the market, then it makes it harder for their friends to make money. They don't have to actually yeah, the try private it. clinics. I thought there was like so few people that can actually get access to the private clinics or whatever. And I think, did it say in here we're on about 18,000 people now? Okay. Uh, no, it didn't. The last time we reported on an article like this, it was on about 17,000 people who were legal cannabis users in the UK. But they all have to buy it through a private company. None of them are getting it through the NHS, which is the usual way of getting medicines here in the UK. They're leaving, they could be leaving 1.5 billion on the table, though, with 30,000 jobs. Yeah, but that would be shared against more people. So they're the people funding them you know they're not going to be making as much money it's going to be more open to everybody else because the market right. got open but what they can control the monopoly doing it like this and essentially make a fuckload more money that, that's my opinion of it anyway whether that's what's actually mm -hmm. going on or not maybe the government is there just trying to think for everybody's best interest and they're just not properly educated on the matter that might be what's going on but i doubt it they're just crooked motherfuckers well it's also a little bit about with some people paranoia 
are, uh, are worried about with the rescheduling possibility in the United States is that they mm. could say, we'll move it to schedule, uh, we'll move it um, to schedule three, and that way it becomes a usable medicine for doctors, and we'll hire big pharma to go ahead and grow it for us and put everybody else out of business. And this is what people are worried about right now. Yeah. Right. See, they, it's very rare to see the government of any country do anything for the benefits of the people in the country. It's always some kind of benefit for them or the, or the people that fund them, the lobbyists, or, you know, their friends, which they'll right. make uh, money from either then or when they're out of office, they'll go and do speeches for an hour for a ridiculous amount of money to a lot of bankers. You know, it's crooked as fuck, man. It is. Yeah, that, that's, that's the government for you. Yeah. It's a shame, but maybe it will change one day in the UK. I just think very it's got to be a long some day, some days. I think it's next week. Surely it's next week, right? We've waited long enough now, surely. But then there's other times when I'm like, nah, it's going to be fucking ten years, which it could be. It could be ten years. Ridiculous to think that it could still be ten years away. Seeing the whole world change and we're just sitting here, no fucking idea what to do. With a crashing well, economy and just there's so many jobs that can be opened up. A whole fucking industry that can be opened up here in the UK. Make billions a year in in tax mm -hmm. revenue. Yeah, they just don't want to do it. Stupidness. Well, I don't hold out hope for this U.S. right now, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I, when it happens, I think it's going to be like it happened in other places, sudden and surprising. Like all of a sudden, it'll just be like we're going to do this next week. Right. Mm -hmm. Just rip the mm -hmm. bandaid off. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, just continue to grow your own, everybody. You know, just do your thing. Don't worry about it. Whether they allow us to or not, still going to do it anyway. Yes. Fuck the police coming straight from it. the underground. Go ahead, grow your own. Sorry, we're we're allow you to do it. That's yeah, right. That's we're allow right. you to I'm do it. I'm with me, man. That's right. Fucking Follow the three rules. You'll be fine. Just you don't, mm -hmm. don't tell. Don't smell. Don't sell. So forum news. I mean, that's all the news articles. And of course, if you have any news articles you'd like us to cover on next week's show, then do let us know. Just get in touch with Facebook, Twitter, sorry, X, uh, email. Oh, I can't get stuff. used to that. Yeah, it's 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 a strange one, isn't it? It's like, do you still tweet do, or do you X? You, I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you X? I don't know. No, you, no, you, I, I guess you're Y or something. I don't know what you do. I, I, I've X'd him. You know, it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like it was a good decision to do that. But anyway, you know, nobody's talking about threads anymore either. That was, I feel like when that mm -hmm, came out, mm -hmm. everyone was talking about it. And yeah. now, I don't know, I haven't heard a thing about it in a while. Yeah, it's going to be difficult for another social network to rise against the giants that we have now because they're just so popular and so well made, you know? Right. That's the way it goes. Well, he's calling it next, but that, you know, the internet address is still twitter.com. So. Yeah, yeah, I still for, talk on Twitter. For now. That will change one day, I assume. But, um, there's these, uh, the forum news here. We got uh, some news for Dank Dixie. Oh, yes. Good news. Uh, yes, yeah. He won the... because You want to explain this one, Monkey? Yeah, this month we had a, a giveaway for an HLG 350R grow light. A great little grow light. And mm -hmm. I decided that this month I wanted to run it for the people who write diaries over at Percy. See, diaries are very valuable to grow sites because so other users, new members come in, they read your grow diaries, they figure out what they're doing right, wrong, and it helps them correct their growth. So I was going to go ahead and reward diary writers. So we had a bunch of people sign up and we were on round three. 
and the card drawn was a five the last round. And so every most everybody picked higher except one person. Thank Dixie picked lower. It was an ace. Thank Dixie pulled it out. Nice. There you go. There it is. Congratulations, Dan. Congratulations. That's exciting. I understand he was in need of an upgrade too on a grow light. So this is perfect timing for him. Nice. So yeah, and uh and that reminds me as well, because I messaged uh HLG, you know, with the information that we sent out and all that. And Emily from HLG is on maternity leave. So I assume that she had a baby. So congratulations to Emily and her family as HLG. Nice. So it's very cool, man. Uh, and she probably won't hear this, but you know, we should say congratulations anyway. So that's that's cool news. Uh, what else do we have? We have the Patreon only comp. This, this, uh, like we're giving away this month, we'll go to Patreons only. We like to alternate it between everybody to uh, the, the Patreons only, that then sometimes just the admin team. You know what I'm saying, monkey? Well, <laughs> little heads or tails between monkey and Mackie, you know. <laughs> I can't uh, play Blackbird in my tent, man. That's no way. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Looks like I win. Yes. Hey, yeah. Default. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, the Patreon-only comp this month is for the HLG Blackbird. And this is an epic grow light, man. This is perfect for a 4x4. Four four. It's, it's a piece of art. I, I love the look of this light, the specs on it. So uh, if you want to go see it, just head over to HLG. And look for the blackbird you'll see it there in the list of lights they have it's a popular one but it, it's beautiful and if you're a patreon you can win one of those potentially it's we have like four different levels of patreon one two three and four so if you're level one then you'll get one entry if you're level two you get two entries level four you get four entries so you, you won't just get one entry as well you know you'll be put on the wheel an extra amount of times essentially right and then we'll spin it and you'll have more chances so mm-hmm. uh, that's the plan anyway. Sounds good, right, Monkey? Yeah, it does good. Should be real good. Yes. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, we was on a couple of shows this week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you guys might have been there to see it. Anyway, we was on Marco and Brian's show, or the Brian and Marco show over on the FCP. That was on Wednesday. We mm-hmm. just chat shit for a couple of hours because that's how we roll. We just like to talk about random stuff. And then we was on the Ask Me Anything session with Brocast on um, on Saturday as well. Nice. We just chatted some shit. We did answer a lot of growth questions over there, which is unusual for us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know we answer a lot of growth questions really, but we also like to go on tangents as well. But Jordan kept us on track there, and we answered a lot of growth questions, which was cool. It was a good, good session, man. I think we had a few tangents in there too, though. Mm. No, of course, of course. All right, but I think that's it. That- that's all the news, right? And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Cannabis News and Events. If you see any interesting stories that you would like us to cover on next week's show, then do feel free to get in touch. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Discord, and of course, percysgrowroom.com. Just get in touch with us at any one of those places. Send us a link and we'll cover the news story on next week's show. But just one more thing to add to this episode. We started today the monthly Weed Seed Express competition where you can win 10 seeds absolutely free just by entering. And this is open to everybody this time, even if you are a brand new member of percysgrowroom.com with zero posts, you can still come and enter this competition. So 
come and enter. You know, it's free to sign up, it's free to be involved, and it's a really good community full of good cannabis growers. So come and join us and become part of it. I hope to see you over there. But as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you on Wednesday for an interview. We will see you then. Stay high and stay safe. Goodbye.